Thanks for listening in. Welcome to Leading Well, where we get to know leaders and how they make it happen. I'm your host, Tim Davis. And I'm his co-host, Alyssa. Let's uh, welcome our guest today, Mr. Casanova. How are you doing, buddy? Doing great. Good, good. Glad to have you on the show. Yeah. So uh, usually we just dive right in. So um, what would uh, what did childhood look like for you? Childhood, uh, let's see. I grew up in an Italian family, so there, there's a hint. Um, <laughs> you know, there were six of proud. us. That's loud right. and yeah. proud. You know yeah. it. Yep. Yes. Yep. Um, uh, I had wonderful parents um, and brothers and sisters of all different, you know, we all had different gifts. Um, kind of the middle child, so there you go, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, childhood was good. Uh, came from California, like most people, and, uh, <laughs> and landed here in, in Oregon and uh, in Silverton. Grew up on a couple acres and, you know, just loved it out there. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. What was school like for you? Did you like school, didn't like school? Uh, Let's see. Um, it was okay. Uh, I was I was more of like, I just wanted to be outside doing something else. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. I graduated, did all that you're supposed to, but yeah. Sure. Um, um, school was good, but uh, yeah. again, I, I kind of had visions of just, I uh, loved the outdoors, loved uh, being involved in the outdoors. So anytime mm-hmm. I can get out there, that was great. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, so you've been in the Silverton, Salem area for how long now? Oh, since the 70s. Okay. So yeah, yeah. long time. Groovy. Long-time yeah. resident, yeah. Um, what was maybe the first thing that you noticed you had passion for? Um, early on, it was was animals, loved animals, you know, pets. Um, just had kind of a passion for that. Um, uh, then when we were growing up, uh, you know, uh, brother got the first boat, and uh, and then water sports was it. So uh. loved camping with the family and headed out to Detroit Lake, Foster Lake, Um mm. So that was probably where I still love the animals because I'll get into that later. But okay. uh, right now, the water sports just loved loved being around in the lake outdoors. It mm. was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Foster Lake. I'll take it over Detroit because it was so much warmer. Right, there's a shower lake. Yes, <laughs> yes. My dad loved the camping there too. A lot cleaner. You know, mm. not as many trees. So yeah. we camped there a lot as, as as young kids. Yeah, that's good. We talk a lot in our organization around. Uh, personality assessment and and those type of things but like if we're going to minimize the categories into just two chunks would you consider yourself extroverted or introverted i think early on as a child uh probably more uh, introverted um uh-huh. you know i wasn't the largest in the in the family you know <laughs> pretty small kid you know growing up and uh Worked through that with humor and laughter and mm. uh, kind of mm. to be accepted, you know. And yeah. uh, I think as I grew um, with my relationship with the Lord, uh, my confidence grew and mm. to what I am today. Mm. So more of an extrovert okay. to the point. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How about uh, what was the first time you recognized leadership in yourself? Honestly, it would probably be... Um, doing youth ministries for Salem Heights Church. Mm-hmm. That was back in the 90s mm-hmm. and uh, kind of growing through that, um, becoming a D-team leader. Mm. Um, and then, of course, having a boat. I was the boat guy, so we did all the retreats for 13 years. You know, I was the boat guy for, for the <laughs> retreats. So right. I think that that was probably where uh, J- Pastor Justin from Salem Heights Church entrusted me to, to be that leader, and, uh, and I embraced it. 
Yeah, Justin's a good dude. Yeah. Yes, he is. I always hear the jokes about how you need to you you want to have a friend who has a boat and a truck so that you can you know call on them when you need them. That is correct. That's good. Yeah, yeah. We live uh, right off the river and have actually never had a boat, but all of our neighbors do, and so yep. Yeah, it makes it convenient. Yeah. Let's see. Like, um, what would you describe what it is you do, either work wise or ministry-wise, yeah, pick one. Or, well, for uh, work, um, my dad was floor covering. Mm-hmm. So, of course, you grow up into the family. I did, you know, the warehousing. I did installations and then taught me to be a salesman because, you know, I do have a personality to talk. So, mm-hmm. uh, so that was a perfect segue. I was a lot like my dad when it came to that gift, um, and which I think was great uh, being part of uh, the ministry because, um, in a sense, you know, I wasn't afraid to talk to people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so that really helped. Yeah, yeah. What's so, something, sorry, what's something in the flooring industry that's, like, interesting that you think maybe people don't know? Not a whole lot, to be honest with <laughs> you, know? I did what, you know, could I have picked a different uh, profession? Probably a little bit more exciting, but um, the, the, the industry that I'm in and the job that I have has given me a freedom to be able to do youth group activities, to be able to do um, many things that, you know, being stuck with a nine-to-five job, I probably couldn't have. Mm. And uh, so I think th- the freedom of that really makes the job worth it. Um, right. And serving people, which is what we do. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and uh, so, yeah. That's got to be an interesting job to have. I think of as a musician, you know, you watch movies and there's always that person playing the guitar in the movie and you're like, they're not playing the same chords. Like, it must be interesting for you. You walk into a building and I bet you think about the floor as well. All the, the first time. Yeah. Like, I've sold that. Oh, I remember that. Or yeah. Yeah. They, bu- they butchered that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> you need something better than that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 And so, uh, so you're currently working with what company? Thomas K. Flooring. Yeah. I-, I worked for the family business for 20 years. Right. And working for two Italian brothers. Others, mm-hmm. uh, that was plenty for 20 yeah. years and, uh, <laughs> exactly. and uh, decided and that was probably another thing of, of kind of stepping out in faith and it's like I'm going to go to this different company mm. that's all I've known right. out of high school was my family business mm-hmm. and it was a huge step best step I ever made in my life it yeah. it, it caused me to grow up to be my own person mm. you're always going to be the little brother no right. matter what you did good or bad you're always a little brother working for the company and yeah. uh, so when i branched out and uh to thomas k it yeah it took off from there yeah that's awesome that's cool yeah so a lot of our flooring has been done by by you guys and rich is you know so you guys are good partners to us uh, amazing bosses i have and the, the family atmosphere at that that work, there's just no chaos. We all get along great. So I look forward to going to work. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that's great. Yep. Um, let's see. What was maybe the biggest surprise about your industry or maybe when you made that switch? What was something that you weren't expecting or, or it was different than what you expected? Well, I would have never thought that I could be the leader God wanted me to be. Um, mm. Again, I was pretty insecure as a child growing up and you know like said when when you're in high school and you weigh 85 pounds as a you know as a junior and then 98 as a senior you know you're not the biggest kid in class although i did befriend the largest kid in the class smart uh, move drew's Montana. <laughs> yes six six seven 280 pounds went to play for oregon so yeah so you know i knew i knew how to grab grab the resources there for sure yeah. <laughs> right but yeah. uh hmm. what uh when you're thinking about the bigger, because you guys do commercial and residential and that type of stuff, what's one of the projects that you thought was either the most rewarding or the most challenging, you know, when you take it on, whether that's bidding it or whatever that looks like? You know? Yeah. Um, 
some of the larger. I don't do a whole lot of commercial. I'm more of a re, what they call okay. the resi guy. Yeah. And uh, um, but uh, we've done quite a few churches. I've done so. Yep. I get I get because a lot of people know like oh you got to talk to Vince at Thomas K and right. and so um, uh, just being able to take somebody because I know how passionate I am because my wife makes us do all this remodeling stuff and I get excited. So I get it. And so I try to, to be that to that person. I put myself in their shoes. Hey, they're excited about their home. Um, you know, let's make it as nice as we can. And so mm. I think that's, that's one of the things that drives me for that, yeah. for sure. Yeah. And I know that, uh, you know, you've got a, a long-term ministry that you're, you know, you're passionate about and that type of stuff. Maybe explain a little bit about what the name of it is and what you guys do. Yeah. So again, like I explained earlier, um, being the youth group boat um, for 13 years at Salem Heights Church in the ministry, um, kids got older and, you know, followed my daughter through softball and all that because it was time to, to put the time into my kids. And, mm-hmm. and so I took a little break from youth ministries and, uh, and then I was uh, on the internet, on on Facebook, scrolling down, just looking at stuff. And anything that had a boat or water, I always stopped. I saw this uh, this video from Texas. It was Wake the World, Texas, and about uh, taking foster kids or kids, underprivileged kids, uh, boating. I'm like, man, that would be awesome. I'd love to do that. Um, and it said, you know, if you're interested, call this number. And so I was like, okay. So I wrote down the number. Uh, made a, a call to Ryan, who was uh, the coordinator for Wake the World Texas, and he turned me over to Greg Hodgins. Uh, mm-hmm. Greg is from North Carolina, and uh, I got on the phone. He explained me everything about what Wake the World was, and was like, man, I'm on board. You know, whatever I need, you know, I'm in. And we hung up the phone, and I honestly pushed myself back from the chair and said, what did I just get myself into? <laughs> so from that on, that was back in 2011, and... Uh, we did our first event uh, in 2012, and Billy Cordero, Salem Heights Church, he was one of the worship leaders there, and uh, he had he worked for DHS. So yep. again, I had to get my foot in the door to DHS and say, "Hey, here's we got a bunch of boats, and we want to take your kids boating." You know that was that was a miracle in itself because they're very protective of yeah. those those children. They should be. And Billy opened the door for us, and uh, we did our first event in 2012. We had 24 wakeboard boats, um, I think Sheesh. 125 kids, and we invited the whole foster family. So it wasn't just the foster kids; it was the entire family, and. Uh, I'll never forget our first event. A mother came up to me and said, I just got two children in two days ago. They are frightened. They are scared. And, sorry, chokes me up. Um, he said, uh, after that day, they, they bonded as a family. It was amazing. Mm. Two days they were with it, and they were like like best of friends. So it's pretty Pretty incredible. Sorry. No, <laughs> no you're that's good. awesome. Well, that's that the happens every of, time. <laughs> that's the beauty of doing activities with with uh, with youth. That's why we started doing live music and media and yep. the arts with students because that's that opens a door to yeah. a, the emotional relationship that that takes time to build. Yeah. Yeah. So we've been doing Wake the World for going on um, eleven years, and uh, you know we had two two years of COVID break, but we, you sure. know, and uh, then we were introduced to Camp Agape. Mm-hmm. So. They said, hey, is there any way you could fit us in somewhere? We, right. we would love to take these kids boating. And Camp Agape is a camp for children who yep. have one or more parents that are incarcerated. Mm. So, um, so we uh, figured that we would do our event. We usually did our event on Mondays because we 
we show up with 24, actually at one time, 42 wakeboard boats. You don't do that on a weekend. No. So we show up. <laughs> uh, so we do it Monday. So we said, well, let's do it the Friday before. And uh, so we did our first event, I want to say six years ago, with when we partnered up with Agape Youth Camp. And the first one was the best because the kids had no idea what they're doing. So we had all our boats in the water. Three buses show up, and um, they thought they were just going to go swimming. And then the <laughs> camp counselors looked at us, you see all those boats? Those are all for you. And honestly, I, it was probably 100 Hundred yards away, you could hear screams and yells. That uh, wow. three buses just so we've really enjoyed Agape Youth Camp. So now we do them on Friday, and then uh, wake the world for the foster kids on on that following Monday. We do it about every uh, third third week in July. Okay. So I looked on the weather of Oregon. The least amount chance of rain yes. was right about the end of July. I'm like, that's when we're doing it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we haven't been rained out yet. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's one of the. That's a good story from you know. There's a lot of people who are afraid of the ads that they get because it's all targeted toward them. But that's yeah. one of the beautiful things that came out of it for you. It, they knew you liked boating and it yeah. showed you this ad. And then ever since yeah. then, it's been really a blessing for you. That's awesome. Yeah, that is cool. Um, let's see if. So you're how old today? I'm 59. 59. So um, if you were looking back either in your personal life, professional life, uh, and that type of stuff, what would you say maybe advice to your 25-year-old self if you were doing out advice? Boy, um, believe in yourself. Believe in like, the gifts that God has given you. Um, mm-hmm. I think uh, that was probably the biggest thing is, is he has things for us in our life if we're just obedient and we just listen. And uh, I think as I grew older and grew in my faith, and it's like, this is one of those things. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, we talk about this on, on the show occasionally, you know, taking risks, uh, anything worthwhile or great uh, always takes some form of risk, mm. you know? And so, yeah. Yeah, that was definitely a risk. Uh, I mean, to, it was, you know, sink or swim. And, and we— uh, Literally. <laughs> yeah, literally. And uh, there was a lot. I've never organized anything like that. I've been a part of youth groups up, but I just, I'm in the boat, you know, okay, yeah, yeah. throw some kids out exactly. there. We're gone. I was doing what I knew best, you know, to, to actually organize something. Um, and again, I always point it to all the people that have helped me in this. It's this, I'm, I've got the mouth. Okay. I'm Italian. I can talk, but I have really good people that make mm. me look good, but I give them all the credit and, yeah. and God has put these wonderful people in my life. And, uh, and that's why we're so successful with Wake the World, just because of the servant hearts of the people that help me. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just the voice and just one part of that. Sure. And that's a good testament to like how if someone's passionate about something and they want to do a project, it doesn't mean you have to be the one who's amazing at that. You know, you find a team, you you bring people close that are good at the things that you're bad at. And you're able to put on this amazing event every year, uh, not just because of what you can do, but because of the team that you have around you. That's awesome. Um, shifting gears maybe to uh, stuff outside of that, things you do for fun. Or are you a music guy? Do you listen to music? Uh, if so, is there a favorite genre? Or Well, as you guys probably know, my brother yeah. got all the talent when it comes to that, <laughs> exactly. uh, drumming. Yeah. Uh, I had zero talent. I could play an iPod back in the day, and now I could play an iPhone. Okay, <laughs> and that's, that's the extent of my... Uh, um, but I've always liked uh, racing. I did uh, a lot of drag racing okay. um, back in the day. And uh, uh, interesting, and I, I did sell my boat two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at 59, it was time. My, right. my, my beautiful daughter 
uh, got married and they have a boat. And like all the kids that I took back in 2010, they're all getting married now and buying their own boat. So I was like, honey, That's it's awesome. time. Yeah. Okay. There and who wants go. to see some 60 year old driving around with their shirt off in a boat? Okay. Probably <laughs> not a lot of people. So I, and again, I have plenty of friends. So sure. we sold the boat and we got into side by sides. So, okay. uh, sand. Uh, so, yeah. um, and I used to race back in the, the late 80s, used to drag race up. Uh, we travel all over. And so it was kind of a great segue to get into the, the sand. And uh, my wife absolutely loves it. And mm. we have a great groups of, of people that we go. And, and so I, I do the drag racing out of, you know, I have one car for drag racing and one for playing. So, yeah. 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 So we enjoy that. Does that look like going down like to Florence and that type of thing, or what is that? I mean, yeah, so yeah. for playing, we North Bend, Florence, uh, Winchester Bay, and then um, I run the uh, Sand Outlaw Series. Uh, Greg Biffle, kind of a local NASCAR guy, started yep. that years ago, and uh, so it's kind of like my second family. So uh, I have a race team down in Phoenix that does all of the work on the car, and I travel Utah, Idaho, California. We go pretty much all over and, and do sand drags, up hills or, or on a 300-foot uh, sand drag. Wow. Wow. It's hmm. a lot of sand. Like fun to you? It, you know, it sounds like a lot of sand in a lot of, in a <laughs> it, lot of places. It's a lot of sand, and you are correct. Yes, yeah. but it's a, it's a lot of fun, and it's just like anything. It's it's not so much the activity; it's the people you do the activity with, and that was with boating too. I enjoyed boating, but the groups, the kids that I that would get on our boat. I mean, I did uh, uh, a youth group event with. Um, uh, Dayspring Church here in Kaiser back mm-hmm. in, and we did what they call Big Kahuna. So they would rent um, 12 houseboats, houseboats at yeah. Shasta Lake. And we, I think I did that for six or seven years. One of the most amazing times to be with all those kids and, and just just be one of them. I mean, you know, you got to be yep. the fun boat, you know, yep. it attracts a lot of kids and we had the loud stereo and, you know, and it was a blast. So yeah. but I still get people coming up to me and said, hey, I remember that time that you were at Shasta. I mean, many kids that the memories you make. Um, mm-hmm. They they remember the youth group activities. They remember the retreats and remember that. They may not remember too many sermons that you right. read you know, or, t- or talks, but they remember that, and it was all good. Yeah. yeah. Well, and what a, an amazing age to be investing in, you know. And you think of, when most people think of youth ministry, they don't think boating. But when you think youth ministry, you do. And there's all these different areas you can serve. Um, if you have a boat, if you have, you know, a musical talent, if you have all these different things, youth ministry is such a diverse ministry to get into. And, and you know, anybody can serve in it, which is really cool. That is correct. Yeah, I mean, we just recently expanded one of the programs that we're doing into esports, right? So video games yes. and tournaments and leagues yep. and, and all that stuff. And so it's a it's a... A huge pool of uh, people that are passionate about that stuff, and so if you want to, I always say, as a if a parent is struggling to connect with their child or a, a teacher, you know, uh, the first thing you need to do is move towards the child, right? So yeah. you might be a hunter fisher guy, but your kid isn't, and so it's unrealistic for you to expect them to to just always move towards you. So if you move towards them, and yeah, I get it that they may not want to play video games, you know, as a, as a parent or whatever, but you should at least know what games they're playing and maybe watch a video or two, uh, engage with them. It goes a long way, you know. It's the same yeah. thing that you guys do or we do as a mentoring organization. The the best tools you have is your two ears, right? Yes, the that's correct. To listen, right, you <laughs> yep. know, and then hopefully we earn the opportunity to dole out advice at some point, but it's really about listening and earning Earning the right to speak into yep. to people's lives for sure. Um, yeah. Uh, speaking of that, what's uh, thinking back of what was one of the best pieces of advice that you got, maybe from another leader or somebody else that you respected? I mean, there's probably many, but what's one that pops into your head that 
you've implemented over over time? I think again, it's uh, just believe in yourself and who you are, and confidence in in um, yourself. Um, Again, I struggled with insecurity for many years, and sure. it was a roadblock to a lot. And so, being um, okay with who I am, and and you know, again, I wasn't always the the largest kid in school. Would have loved to play football, but I would have got killed. Yeah. Uh, so I wrestled. Um, yeah. But uh, just those barriers uh, that we put upon ourselves, I think if if you know, having people believe in you and and encourage you and mentor you is everything. That's yeah. I think that's and I've had some you know again. Being a youth leader at Salem Heights Church, I remember sitting in Pastor Justin's office, you know, we were going there a little bit, but I wasn't really involved at all. And it's like, I don't really have anything, um, but I really want to serve. He's, you know, I said, I'll mop the floors and sweep or whatever. And he goes, we want you. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. okay, you know, so and, and being around that group, I think that was probably the most growth I've ever had is is the youth groups at Salem Heights Church. It was yeah. it really shaped who I am today. It you know, yeah, um, that's that's where you know we all desire. It's in us to to need community, right? And so uh, we're going to find community, right? Whether it's yeah. a healthy community or yep. not healthy community, yep. right? And some of those are choices that that we make, you know. But um, I think uh, one of the other things that uh, I, I would say is that you have a passion for something and other people don't always Correct. share that yes. passion. And some mistakes that people make is out of their own insecurities, they will shoot down or, or limit what you might be trying to do because of their own insecurities, yeah. right? And so, you know, there could have been some mild doubters as you started, you know, wake the world up here, like, oh my gosh, look at the liability. You got kids on boats. That, I'd never do that. You yep. know, blah, 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 right? We can say the same thing around here at the wreck. Like you can't put a live stage in a bowling alley or you yeah. can't, here we are in a in a podcast studio inside of a bowling alley, right? Those <laughs> are things that many people yeah. said you could never yep. make happen. And so if we just listened to the the naysayers, you know, where would where, we wouldn't be where we're at. And so yeah. I think taking those risks, uh, trusting in, in moving forward with the things you're passionate about when they line up with a correct life, right? Yes, <laughs> you know? correct. Yes, yeah. that is, you know, that's then, an important piece. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because that's know. where we find longevity is yeah. in, in making healthy healthy choices. Correct. You know, yep. so, yeah. Um, let's see. What, uh, uh, what is, uh, what's the next five years look like to you? I mean, doing some more uh sand racing and that type of thing. Yeah. Anything else? Uh, wake the world. You know, it's like, you know, people kept asking me, you sold your boat. Are you going to give up wake the world? I was like, no, I've really never get to use my boat during wake the world. I'm on shore making sure everybody else is having fun. <laughs> exactly. So I think my daughter was probably the most disappointed because she always used my boat, you know, with the kids. So sure. now she has to share with her husband and, and <laughs> he always wants to drive. So, um, uh. but, uh, no, I, I could see is, you know, wake the world. Um, I think you do it for a long time. You can get burned out. Uh, there's a lot, but I enjoy meeting the the guys that we that the families that come to serve. You know, mm. as well, um, we'll try to every year we have a big barbecue during the event, and we'll have keynote speakers. Um, we've had um, Oregon Duck football players come and share their testimonies. Mm. Um, it's been amazing, and uh, uh, the boat drivers love that, and and so that. Um, community that we have together that fellowship is what i look forward to mm. the boating is just a side a side note but so so i'll still do wake the world um started yeah. uh i was asked to be a mentor and um 
at an addiction class called The Most Excellent Way. Oh, yeah, and that's good stuff. I'm part of the friends and family. Um, okay. Obviously, we've had, I have friends in addiction yep. and I have family in addiction. Right. And learning how to minister to the the parents or the people who have the, the, the friends, you know, and, and how we could best serve the addicted person. And so that's, uh, that's what we're doing now. And I'm learning a lot. I've fought it for a year. It's like, <laughs> what do I need to, what does God have me here for? And I, I really didn't have a clue. It's like, I, I served last year for a few times, like, this is not my thing. And Pastor Matt's pretty persistent said, we really, <laughs> we really could use you. And so I said, okay, I'm going to do it. And uh, it wasn't, Two weeks later, um, an old friend of mine, we used to bowl in this bowling alley yeah. that I've known for since a child, uh, was on the streets, um, addicted to meth, and I was driving on Lancaster, and I said, it's the only childhood phone number I can remember. I don't know any of my childhood phone but I know their phone number, and I called it, and I knew they lived off of Lancaster over at TROs, and I talked to Paul and Kay, were like my second family, I said, hey, is Rick, you know, where is Rick? I, I need I need to talk to him, and uh, he happened to be there. They he was wow. on the streets. They got him in, and now we are working on we're working on some stuff right now, and yeah. it's 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 really encouraging. So, God gave me that gift. Uh, it's like, hey, I can use you here, and this is what I want you to do. So mm. that's been it's a learning curve, and sure. uh, but uh, I'm embracing it. And if we could help people with addiction, I think that's awesome. So, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it, you know so rewarding to invest in others. I think God made that in us to uh, to enjoy giving ourselves away, right? Yeah. And so uh, it's a pretty rewarding thing, yeah. Uh, well, thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, if people want to get in touch with you, what's the best way to do it? We're going to do email. So yeah. it's wtworegon at gmail.com. That's pretty easy. That's easy, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and thank you guys for joining us. Uh, thank you, Vince, for being here. You and um, you can listen to our podcast air every Saturday at 11 a.m. on KSLM. And you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you for listening to Leading Well by Valor Mentoring. <laughs>